Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Real Film Nerds, where, ready or not, we're going to have some fun today. I'm, I'm sorry, man. That was a, that was a terrible pun, but uh, I am one of your hosts, Mike Talent, and uh, with me, as usual, is uh, my co-host, Matt. Good day, fellow nerds. Like I tried to do a terrible pun at the beginning there. I'm sorry about it, but I had to do it. Uh, We are going to be reviewing a movie called Ready or Not, and it is a horror movie. So um, I just, I I love talking about them. So that's why I was doing the intro here. Don't lie. You're just trying to take over because you're going to kick me out and you're going to hire someone that's really good at being your co-host, right? Uh, no, no, I don't think I was planning to do that. But, um, Matt, do you want to do the rundown or you want me to do the rundown? How do you want to do it? I, we didn't even talk about it before. I just kind of went. Well, before we get to the rundown, because I, my browser somehow closed and I have to go back without typing. So, uh, hold on. Let me see if I can, uh, get back to it so I can read the rundown. But while we are getting there, I'm going to go off topic, Michael. Uh, Again? What are you going to talk about? Hey, how was the Comic-Con? That's what I was going to talk about was Gateway to Ginkdom at uh, the Prescott Gateway Mall yesterday, where I don't know if anybody showed up. Oh, yesterday was Saturday. We were recording on Sunday, for those of you who didn't catch that. I don't know how many people showed up that listened to the pod before the event, but uh, it was fun. I ran around taking way too many pictures. I probably should have enjoyed it a little bit more. Um, I got to be on a panel, which was unexpected, uh, with my buddy Dave and Jan about movies, and that was kind of fun. Oh, yeah, that's 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 really cool, man, representing the real film nerds. So next year, I, really, I am really going to try and plan it a lot more in advance, especially if they get us a date sooner. And I would like to have me... And at minimum, Mr. Mile High Show, Matt Santos, and hopefully the Blue Milk guys, too, if they come along, and we can do a panel slash podcast, I think that would be a freaking blast. Yeah, that, that'd be great, man. Maybe you, you could talk about all the new content that Disney's about to drop on Disney+. Plus. By the time they have another one of these, uh, it'll be at, well, yeah, it would be all the new stuff that they had dropped recently. Because I don't know, they're t- Josh was talking about doing it possibly twice a year, so I don't know, we'll see. We'll see. But um, I had to get some thanks out there, so I sat with my good buddy, Mr. Dave Beatty. He is the co-host of, re- co-host of Retro Retrospective Podcast. Yes, I had to slow down and say that slowly. Good job. He is also a well-known comic book artist. He has drawn for marvel and dc and all a bunch of them for those of you who are interested in the comic book world if you like sci-fi if you like star trek his current book that he's working on with uh his buddy al sparrow is called red skirts and they have finished their first volume they're getting ready to start their second volume and it is a hundred percent free online to read at redskirtsonline.com so go check that out. It's pretty freaking amazing. So I just want to th- say thanks to Dave for letting me sit with him at his booth. And thanks to Al, his buddy, Al Sparrow, who was sitting next to him. 
and their respective wives were also there. They let me sit with them and hang out when I wasn't running around taking pictures. I was able to put out our business cards and our banner. And then also thanks to my buddy Jan, who was also part of the little group. Uh, he is also a comic book artist. He lives over in Sedona and Cottonwood and Verde Valley. And he actually does movie reviews for the newspaper he works for over there. Whew. All right, and then... Oh, man, that's that's cool. Last, not last, but uh, I want to thank, you know, Josh, uh, Jason, and Emma, the three people that put on the con. Josh is the owner of Game On. Jason and Emma are the owners of, I believe it's called The Salad Place. I don't remember the exact name, but it's a little restaurant where they do soups and salads inside the mall, and they're the ones that got together and decided to do this. And so thanks to them for inviting us out, letting us be there. Hopefully next year it'll be a little bit more involved on the podcast side. And hopefully I will not miss one of the things that I really wanted to photograph and didn't even see. And they're kind of mad at me for that. But I missed the most important thing, Mike. I missed the 501st Stormtroopers. How how could you miss that, Matt? Right. How, how, how did you miss that? What were you like in in the bathroom for like forty five minutes? How did you miss that? I was on a panel, so the only thing I could think of is the only time they were there was when I was on a panel. And if they were only there for an hour, that's really kind of depressing. Well, anyway, Matt, uh, let's get off that sidetrack and let's get back to it. I don't think I said the episode, but this is episode one thirty. And Matt, do you want to do the rundown or do you want me to do the rundown? Did you get your your, uh, technical issues figured out? All right, Mike, ready or not, here we come. (laughs) I know. You You just have to say that. I don't know. All right. So let's see. How do we start out with ready or not? What do you do? You do the director first? Uh, Yeah, usually I do the director. Okay. Here we go. Let's do it, kiddos. Ready or Not was directed by two people. Man, dude, that's like a really weird last name and it's hyphenated. Matt Bettinelli Open and Tyler Gillette. Written. Sounds good to me. Sounds all right. I was going to say, I don't even know if I could look that up. It was written by Guy Busick and Ryan Murphy. And it stars... Samara Weaving, Adam Brody, Mark O'Brien, Henry, I don't, he's well known, I don't want to butcher his last name, uh, Zenerny, that sound right? I'm going to go with that, man, I wouldn't have said anything better. Uh, okay, good, because uh, I, I know we get knocked when we don't look up these names, but seriously, sometimes I have a hard time finding other people pronouncing them as well. They just usually skip them. Andy McDowell and Melanie Scorfano. Sounds good. All right, so yeah. here we go. Ready or not, a bride's wedding night takes a sinister turn when her eccentric new in-laws force her to take part in a terrifying game. Yep, that that about sums it up. All right, good pod. Thanks, everybody, for listening. <laughs> yeah um this was a horror movie that uh looked really interesting in the trailer and so i was kind of excited to see this and um i was uh pretty happy about the movie although a little disappointed about how much they show in the trailer well it's kind of hard to 
not show a lot in the trailer just based on what the movie is. I mean, the big premise is that they play a game and it's hide and go seek. Like you got Yeah, but they could they could have left out a couple key scenes, man. I don't I don't want to talk about them yet until we get to the spoiler section, but Okay, well, if they're in the trailer though, it should be okay, but you don't want to ruin the whole thing. Well, I just don't want to highlight them yet. If someone's going to go see this and they haven't seen the trailer, which could be some people, because I don't think this is highly promoted. Um, it's just that we see, you know, one or two movies a week or whatever. I've seen most of the trailers that I watch the movie. I've seen probably 10 times. That's, yeah. I, I have to agree with that. They don't change a lot of the trailers. I'm. They had a couple new ones on Ready or Not, but it was trailers that... Um, I was excited for, and I watched long before I saw him in the theater, like It Chapter 2 and stuff like that. Yeah, I've seen the It Chapter 2 probably about 12 times. Well, Mike, I uh, I thought this movie was fun. I enjoyed it. The crowd reaction was interesting for me because I went on Thursday night. I paid the expensive price to go on Thursday night because of the con yesterday. I knew I probably wasn't going to see it which was good because I was exhausted and I just kind of came home and sat there afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you were really put to work. Yeah. Seriously. I probably shot way, 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 way too much, but I don't even want to try and edit my photos. Oh, I don't want to think about it. Anyways, the crowd reaction for mine was really interesting. The majority of people that were in the theater, I would say 90% were college aged or high school aged kids okay which is one of the benefits of going to harkins is usually it's a little bit younger crowd but what was interesting is they weren't sure how to react to parts of the movie and i was sitting there laughing i thought it was great i was like yeah you were laughing during uh certain scenes right and i was like the only person in the entire freaking place that was laughing and so they weren't sure if they should act horrified or if they should laugh or what because like you'd hear like a giggle or a chuckle and then it'd be you'd hear some like you know oh kind of things and it was just i don't think they understood what they should do or shouldn't do and i wonder if that's a reflection of the pc culture we're in today or what i don't know because this movie does start going really over the top pretty fast and i think that was one of the saving graces of it that made it more fun and interesting to me yeah, yeah, it definitely goes over the top pretty quickly, and I, I like that as well. It it does not take itself super seriously like a lot of horror movies, and I applaud it. It was almost more on the vein of a horror comedy. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed the kind of the 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 different characters in this this uh, family that you're uh, watching. I they all kind of had their own unique kind of niche and different approach and i kind of like that i kind of like that everyone was kind of different like none of them are really all the same and they weren't tropes you see a lot they weren't characters you've seen a lot there's some but it was uh it was very unique without uh ruining it it was very 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 unique overall i say this was a pretty good horror movie in august um I guess there's always horror movies coming out pretty much every month of the year, at least one. And this one is like a horror, a horror comedy kind. Of, you know, I would say. And this one was this one was pretty fun, and it, it was pretty good. 
In fact, uh, on IMDb's, it has a 7.3, which is kind of high. I'm trying to figure out why on the old IMDb's, our unofficial sponsor of the Real Film Nerds podcast, why it says mystery. Yeah, but it also says horror and thriller, so... Yeah, but what's the mystery? I, I, I don't know. You're right. There's not really a mystery in this. You, you kind of, I mean, they tell you pretty much from the beginning, you have to play this game. This is the game, hide and seek. All right. Okay, Mike. So do you think our avid listeners should go and watch this movie in the theaters? Uh, I would say if you're a big horror fan, then absolutely. Uh, I had a lot of fun with this. Uh, it's, I think it's good. It's it's different. It, it kind of felt a little fresh. Uh, I liked, I especially liked the end, which I won't get into right now, but I really liked the end. I liked the way this movie ended. I think you, if you're a fan of horror films or you're a fan of comedy and horror films, it's well worth a watch. There's not a whole lot out there right now. Uh, there's Good Boys and the other one that you saw that we're not going to review. At least I don't think we're going to review. Uh, Angel Has Fallen. Lion King is still out there. Hobbs and Shaw is still out there. If you've seen you know, a few of these, I would probably personally go and see this over Hobbs and Shaw. But uh, I enjoyed it. I don't think it would be a waste of cash. I'd say if you got it and you don't mind seeing a nice, good, hard, R-rated horror comedy... Yeah, go check it out. Maybe go to a matinee. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would say. Um this is definitely not for kids. Uh this is this is rated R for a good reason. I'd say it's more for language, not as much gore. Although there's there's a little bit of stuff here and there, but for the most part it's for language. I don't know, dude. There's quite a bit of gore. I don't know what you're talking well, about. All right, I guess I, minus that. So the end no, scene is no oh, stop. Intense. No. All right. No stopping. Bad, Michael. No. All right, I stopped. There, the, there's lots of horrific deaths. We'll just leave it at that. Throughout the <laughs> oh. entire film. Okay. All is right. That better? We'll leave it at that. All right. That's better. Okay. Now, Mike, speaking of things that are horrific, that didn't work. Speaking of movies, <laughs> there we go. Let's do that. <laughs> That's a terrible segue. Awful segue. Bad. Let's just say, okay, Mike, how does Ready or Not relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, Matt, thanks for asking. Um, this is related to the MCU by the composer who also uh, worked on Iron Man 3 and Avengers Age Ultron. And I didn't write down his name, so just a second. Shame. Shame. I know. Ah, I'm getting shamed. I'm getting shamed. Shame. You got to you got to ring the bell, Brian Taylor. Sorry, Tyler. Shame, shame, shame. Oh, Tyler. Yeah, you got to ring the bell, Matt. You, you, you are you going to put that sample in? Sorry, but the shame bell is over by the front door. I'm sorry. 
I use it for when I chain people walking down my street. Oh, okay. I'll put the bell in though. I will add it in post. So for those of you, this is an awkward segue that have heard the bell go shame. <laughs> All right. Okay, Mike. So let's go ahead. Let's spoil ready or not. And I think you should sing the song now. Ready or not. Yeah. Here I come. I will find you. Wait, no. What? Oh, the, 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 what is it? The Fuji song? Yes. Wasn't there that ready or not? Here I come. I will find you. Nice. I don't know. I like it. I like it, Mike. All right. That, that That's why I don't have a singing career. And um, Matt, did you want to talk at all about what you're drinking? Or are we just not doing that anymore? I don't know. You're the one that does that segment. I always wait for you to do it. All right, Matt. So with that, I would like to say... Matt, what are you drinking before we get into the spoilers? <sighs> well, Mike, I am drinking a beer that was on sale that everybody knows I drink way too much, but it was on sale on Friday, thanks to my buddy Dave telling me, at Safeway, for five bucks a six-pack, four peaks kill lifter. Man, five bucks a six pack, man, that's a steal. Hell yeah, it I is. Would have bought a, I, I would have bought like a case. They only let you buy so many. Ah, I mean, that makes sense because that is a really good deal. Right. I would just stock up at the house. I'd be like, all right, back up the semi truck. But they don't allow that. All right. <sighs> well, I am drinking something different. I mean, not really different because we all know that I only drink IPAs. So, I'm drinking something called the Voodoo Ranger Juicifer IPA. Is it like a law that you're only allowed to have IPAs in your fridge? Like, if you stick, like, a can of, like, Coors Light in your fridge, like, your fridge, like, spits it out? Like a person? Yeah, yeah. There's, like, a... It has, like, a hop... Uh, it, it has, a, actually, what it has is an IBU detector. So whenever I put something in there that's not super, super bitter, it just throws it out. What the hell is an IBU? Is that like IBS? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, irritable bowel syndrome is IBS. Uh, IBUs are international bitter units. So IP, IPAs have quite a bit of bitterness, so the, the IBUs are higher. So I don't know if this one has it on this can, but usually uh, IPAs are in the 40... 40 to 70 range. Now, this can doesn't say. So, basically, it's like the same thing, except for it's the bitterness going down your throat, not out the back. Ah, uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds very, very scientific, Matt. I concur with what you said. That's Do scientific? You Man, how many IPAs have you had? <laughs> That's not scientific. Uh, okay, Mike, so... Since we're off topic, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep this off topic going. So, Mike, you know that Disney has canceled just about every single Fox project out there after buying the Fox Studios, and they laid a lot of people off. I'm sure you know about this. Yes, I've heard about it. This movie, Ready or Not, is a Fox Searchlight production, which is more of their independent kind of risque production company on Fox. 
do you think with Disney becoming such a giant freaking monopoly that this is the end of unique films like this for a while? Or do you think that they're just going to have to turn to a different outlet to have more unique, more creative, more risky films and say they have to go to like Netflix and Amazon Prime? No, I, I think what will happen is um, Disney will just not really brand it as a Disney thing. They'll come up with something else. They've always made movies that are more risque and different things like um, Touchstone Cinemas, which are, I don't know if they're still around, but that was one of their arms where they used to make movies that were like rated R and stuff. But that's Disney. Like, Yeah, but look what so, they did. So, look what they did to Fox. They yeah, but this is they bought Fox this is, and then they canceled all their projects. That isn't going to make a billion dollars. That's just what uh, I think. Right now, they're just trying to unify the the vision and stuff. I think they're still going to release stuff. I think they'll release stuff under the Fox Searchlight or whatever the the various different arms. I think they'll still release stuff. Well, they better because I would hate to see an end to things that are more creative and taking risks like this film. Where go ahead and ruin the end, Mike? What? Where, where the where the bad guys win? Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that reminds me of this movie with Denzel Washington that I really loved because the bad guys win. It's called Fallen. You know my favorite one though, but it, nobody ever ever talks about it anymore because of the world we live in today, where the bad guys win. Which one's that one? Tim Robbins, Arlington Road, man. You remember I don't that? Know if I remember that one. You don't remember yeah, that? Yeah, I don't know if I remember that one. Yeah. Jeff Bridges, Tim Robbins, the uh, guy that lives across the street from Jeff Bridges, Tim Robbins is planning to blow up the uh, FBI building. He's a a terrorist. Oh. And this was all before 9 11. This was in, in the 90s. And Jeff Bridges is a FBI agent whose wife, no, he's a history teacher whose wife was an FBI agent who was killed in the line of duty and he can never get over it. And he even teaches a class about ethics and when it comes to policing and all this other stuff. You never saw that? No, I don't think so. Really? Yeah. I mean, if I did, I don't remember it. I feel like I would remember it, though. Well, shit. I just ruined the entire end of it. But yeah, it's a really good movie because uh, it, it does that. It takes this hardcore turn. Tim Robbins basically convinces his co-workers and everyone else uh his girlfriend everyone that jeff bridges is basically becoming this madman and being crazy and thinking his next door neighbor is a terrorist when he really is and he starts pinpointing out that he's going to blow up the fbi building all this stuff to jeff bridges and nobody believes him wow and that's how he ends up getting away with it it's crazy that is crazy it's a really good movie all right, you ready? Yeah. Spoiler? The ending of this was just fan-frickin-tastic. It was not what I think was going to happen. I thought for sure the family was going to take care of her and win, and they all would live. And it it kind of went round about the other way. Yeah. I, you know, it had a little bit of jostling back and forth on who was going to come out on top. And uh, when it finally gets to the point where uh, the... Uh, main character survives the evening. Wow. Uh, let's just say wow. And uh, I love that. I love that part of it. 
The part I didn't like so much is there's a couple death scenes that happen in the movie. And the trailer kind of showed them. And I was like, man, those were pretty fun. I wish I wouldn't have seen them already. Are you talking about the maids? Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was the thing I was alluding to when I was watching the movie. Maybe that was the reason why the young ones didn't find it funny when the the maids died in different ways. Like no one, like everybody in the theater, like some people kind of like giggled and some people were like stunned and I was just laughing. I thought it was hilarious, especially the rich people's reactions, you know, especially the first one. They're like, oh man, I really liked her. Why the hell did you have to shoot her in the head? You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it that was, I liked how this movie didn't take itself super seriously. And I like that. And it's good that it didn't. Um, well, yeah, you have this classic hero, hero scene as well, where she gets a gun and she gets a bandolier with all these rounds and it's a freaking elephant gun. I mean, the size of the bullets are huge and she, Oh man, I, I uh, I wanted her to shoot it, but yeah, uh, I wanted to see her fly because that she would have fallen right on her ass with that a gun that caliber. But that was the that was fun is because she saw oh man she's gonna get revenge she's gonna fight back this is gonna be badass and she's all covered not covered head to toe in blood yet but she's dirty and mangled and her dress is all jacked up and she's wearing tennis shoes and you know it's like this quintessential like horror movie badass revenge kind of thing. And she pulls the trigger and the gun won't fire. And I was like, oh, that is brilliant. That is fantastic. Yeah, no, that was that was a good scene. That was a good it had some good build up. That was that was fun. Um There's a lot of interesting things with this. Uh the main kind of the main character, uh the the uh groom, you know, he's he seems to be like really like ah we shouldn't have done this like why did i bring you here kind of thing he's like really torn but he doesn't really explain everything and then throughout the movie you get a little bit more about what's going on and then and then at the end you're like huh that was interesting but i'm not gonna uh say what happens because i don't want to i don't want to ruin too much there uh, there's kind of already a lot ruined in the trailer and anyway we want people to watch this movie so i agree you know, one that caught me by surprise big time was that they were uh, Satanists. The family was Satanists. I did not see that one coming at all. Yeah, me neither. Uh, that wasn't really clear at all. Well, it, it becomes very clear very quickly at the end, but I didn't see that because the guy that they refer to as Satan was what, Mr. LaBelle, right? Yeah, and they even had like one of their board games they made was called like Mr. LaBelle's something, 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 something. I don't know. And so that never felt like Satan. But if you pay attention in the beginning, when they show you that board game, it, they do have like a cartoon drawing of Satan on there. Yeah, I, I think that's the point. You weren't supposed to know that was like a, a AKA or an alias. And I thought that was very successful. I thought it was really good. It was interesting also, Matt. I, I mean, this is kind of random, but I hadn't seen Andy McDowell in anything in a long time, and then she's just in this horror movie. I know, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, I guess she still is working. That's great. Good for her. Yeah, it's good. Duh. All right, Matt. So I guess we could talk about a lot of this stuff for quite a while, but 
Um, I think we should just get down to it, Matt. What do you uh, about the blood guts and you... gore? There was plenty of it. No. I thought it was great. There was a lot more than I anticipated. That's why I don't understand why you think there wasn't much gore. I thought there was a ton. I don't know, man. I guess I'm too desensitized. Well, it wasn't as bad as like a slasher flick. That's for sure. I was just comparing it to the the new um uh the new comic book movie or uh show on on Amazon. Oh, The Boys? Uh, the Boys. And I was like, "Oh, well th- this is this doesn't have much." Yeah, it's nowhere near The Boys. Dude, you should probably read that uh graphic novel too cuz it, I it's it's way worse than the show. Like the show is toned down. Wow. Okay. But on, on that, Matt, what what do you give ready or not how many reels well mike i give it four out of five reels wow four out of five man you did like it it was fun that's awesome it was really fun i maybe i was in a good mood that day maybe i just needed a laugh maybe it was a really rough day i know the day afterwards was really rough but it just uh i don't know it I enjoyed it, and there was a lot of things I didn't expect, and that's one way to get a little higher rating, too, is when the story's good, and there's some parts in it that I just did not expect, and this had a quite a bit of it. All right. Well, you know, that's awesome. Um, me, as usual, being the harsh person that I you am. Give it one out of four, five reels? No, no, no. I'm giving it three out of five reels. Man. You're just a grumpy, bitter old man. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the beer. Is that what it is? When you drink IPAs, you become more bitter, not only like on your insides, but also your soul? Yes, it bitters your soul. So if you see someone drinking an IPA, you know that they're a very bitter person. So because I like sweets, does that mean I have a very sweet soul? I think so, yes. Or you're diabetic. I don't know. I don't know. I have to ask the doctor on that one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I did have a foot fall off recently. Is is there a sign there? Uh, you know, you got to talk to the doctor. I don't know. I just figured if, you know, it it's like a randomly You rub dirt on it though, right? There's no. No, it's good. It's good. I I take Well, it. if you didn't rub any dirt on it, it's not going to it's not going to heal. No, dude, I got some duct tape and taped it back on. It's fine. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I thought you just rub some dirt on it and then you just, yeah, duct tape. That's definitely the best. That's the best Band-Aid there is. That's nature's Band-Aid. Right. Duct tape fixes everything, Mike. Everything. Yeah, like uh, mufflers. That's a story for another time, Mike. Hey, it worked for a few hours until someone decided to turn the damn car on. (laughs) Sure did. Worked great. Hater. (laughs) All right. Um, Matt, uh, what, what, uh, what are we going to do for our next podcast? What are we doing? I thought we were going to talk about good boys. Cause we promised we were going to talk about that and we haven't gotten to it yet. And you finally got to go see it. Finally, finally. Yeah, I know my slackers. Yeah. Yep. I finally saw it. There's not really anything coming out in theaters next week. So, I mean, we need to start doing our list of requests eventually. Because we do have uh, quite a few of those. Oh, man, you're not kidding. There's nothing coming out next week. No. Yeah, it's pretty empty. And, I mean, we have a we have a, a handful of requests. We have uh, 
Death of Superman, uh, Nell, uh, Room on Netflix, Public Enemies, Bubba Hotep, The Thing, 1982, Demolition Man, The One, Predestination, Prisoners, Mallrats, Short Circuit, Just One of the Guys, and Rudderless. Man, okay, well. Those are all our requests. Maybe we should start doing some of the requests. Yeah, I think we should. Which one do you want to do, Mike? Or actually, you know what? I probably shouldn't ask because we probably should see what we can find available to watch without having to pay for it. Yeah, do that. Let's do that. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Uh, So one of those movies that Matt said likely will be coming up and, you know, we might get also the uh, good boys uh, thrown up here as well. But uh, only time will tell. So uh, I guess with that, Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll catch you on the next pod. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.